Hi, and welcome to the Heights Baptist Podcast. My name is Lee, and I'm one of the pastors here at Heights. Our mission is to love and to lead all people to a new life with Christ. And so here on our podcast, we take time each week to discuss matters of the faith and culture, how those intersect, and really just to look at how to help you uh, strengthen your faith in Christ and take your next step of faith with him. And so today, I uh, joined uh, by my co-host, Pastor Matt Hogan, who is our pastor of worship and media uh, here at Heights. And we've got a new, like, series launching today. You want to kind of tell everybody what, what's happening? Yeah, I, I can do that. So uh, on Sunday mornings for the past uh, several weeks, we've been going through the Gospel of Mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, um, that series is called Servant King. And that's the primary way that we teach the Bible at Heights is to go through books of the Bible beginning to end. But the thing about the thing about a gospel is that if you wanted to cover every single verse in a gospel, I mean, it might be a year, it might be more. <laughs> right, yeah. And so we've sort of kind of done this rather than preaching every single verse, we've kind of stuck to one passage out of one chapter a week. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is that we've kind of picked and chose as we've gone through the the gospel we're not doing we're not we're not reading every single word we're kind of picking and choosing like one kind of representative passage Mm -hmm. and that what that allows us to do is to cover the whole gospel in in the space of about four months right um but that means that we didn't get to preach every single passage yeah and so what we're doing um for these next few episodes is we're doing sort of some bonus episodes these are some of the stories from the gospel of mark uh that you didn't preach on a sunday morning right so we're going to talk about some of those yeah so kind of uh, Mark side conversations. Yeah. <laughs> because I've been trying to pick passages as we've gone through the series that maybe are, aren't always covered or some hard ones on specifically. Yeah, you've been doing some deep cuts. Yeah, I've been doing some really hard ones, but uh, there's but there's still more hard ones in there. And yeah. so we, we kind of, uh, over this next, we're going to pick up in Mark chapter 11. And then so we're going to go through um, now, we'll tell our listeners we are skipping chapter 12, but not because there's not anything hard in 12, but that's because we're going to kind of end right here around Easter. So right. we, we had to, at the end, figure out a, a chapter where we need to just not cover something. So we're going to do chapter 11 today, uh, and we're picking something that's really kind of weird in a way when you read it, and maybe in your quiet time, you're like, what in the world is going on? And and one of the challenges, I think, in preaching is, you know, you, you've got maybe 30 minutes, 30, you know, 25, 30, 35 minutes. And it's hard when you've got a room uh, where there's people of like ages of 6 to 96, yep. <laughs> you know, and you're trying to take a passage like we're going to go over today and make it understandable uh, to, to everybody and, and to really, I think, go deep at times. And, and so it, it, that's a challenge in in preaching, you know, uh, yeah. is trying to figure that out. So I, that's why I'm glad we're, we're doing this. You know, not only do you have like a wide range of ages right. in church together on a Sunday morning, but you also have a wide age, uh, range of experience walking yeah. with Jesus. Yep. I mean, you've got people that have been following Jesus, you know, for a year or maybe two, you know, they're relatively new yeah. to Christianity. Then you've got people that have been walking with Jesus there, you know, for, for yeah. decades. Right, right. And so you have to figure out a way to say something <laughs> that's going to, that's going to connect with your yeah. brand new believer or right. maybe your, 
your non-believer who's just finding out about Jesus for the first time. Right. And something that will resonate with someone who's been following faithfully for decades. Yeah. So thank you, Holy Spirit, for your work in that, because that's where the Holy Spirit really works. So let's do this. Let's jump into Mark chapter 11. And so if you've got a Bible with you, uh, maybe one you can open or turn on, we're going to be in, in Mark chapter 11. We're going to pick up in verse 12. And so let me set up a little bit of the context to Mark 11 here. Uh, we have the triumphal entry of Jesus. And so we're entering into that last week of the earthly life of Christ. Uh, so he's coming to Jerusalem. And then in chapter 12, uh, it says, On the following day when they had come from Bethany, Christ was hungry. And seeing in the distance a fig tree and, and leaf, he went to see if he could find anything on it. When he came uh, to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. And so in verse 14, he said to it, May no one ever eat fruit from you again. And his disciples heard it. Uh, and so we've got what's called the cursing of the fig tree. Um, now, like some of the Gospels, Matthew also tackles this passage, and Matthew is going to put this in one day, where Mark's going to put this in two days. And so, uh, verse 20, it says, In the morning they pass back by the fig tree, and it's withered. And, you know, Peter says, hey, Jesus, look, the fig tree, you cursed, it's withered, <laughs> right? And Matthew says it withered, you know, right away. And verse 22, Jesus answered them and said, have faith in God. And, and so uh, when we look at the cursing of the fig tree, sometimes people can read this and they're like, why is Jesus mad at this tree? Like, what did the tree do wrong, right? right. So what, what's, what we want to do is, is kind of just Go through the passage, explain it a little bit, and then put some personal application on it. So, right. so why in the world is Jesus mad at the tree? Like, because I know some people may be reading that, like, what the tree do wrong? All right, so I'm going to let you start on that one. <laughs> well, uh, spoiler alert, I don't, think, I don't think this passage is really about the tree. Ah, there you go. I really okay. think the tree is symbolic for something else, yep. which I think we can, we can kind of get in and talk yeah, to. Yeah. Um, my very first thought on this is that remember that like Jesus is human. Right. Okay. He's tempted in all ways like we are. He's experiencing, he has experienced the whole range of human emotions. Yeah. All right. So he's a guy who gets hungry, who gets tired, whose tank is empty. Yeah. And, and so the very first thing, like on its surface, Jesus was hungry. Right. Jesus, maybe Jesus was hangry. There you go. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and so from far away, he's like, okay, it's snack time. Right. And then he gets up there and he's like, oh, there's, you no, know. there's and, no figs. And you yeah. know, it's, it's not sinful to be hungry. Right. It's not sinful to be tired. Yeah. It's not sinful to be disappointed. Yeah. You know, and, and I think really in a, in a real, just in a very literal sense, that's what's going on here is Jesus is, 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 is angry. He's disappointed and he's tired. Yeah. You know? Um, and so, so there, you have those things operating there, you know, right. and there's a moment, and there's a moment, I mean, he's not, he's not cursing a person, mm -hmm. you know, he's, he's based, but, but he's taking this opportunity where maybe he is literally, you know, angry, frustrated, and tired. Yeah. And he kind of takes it out on this tree, but he's also doing it to prove a point, right. which is that, um, frequently in the prophets, especially the prophet Hosea, the prophet Jeremiah, um, the nation of Israel is, is depicted in scripture as in scripture as a fig tree that yeah. doesn't have any fruit on it. Right. You know, yeah. and, and what I think is interesting about the way Mark arranges these texts is that uh, Jesus encounter with the fig tree and then uh, Peter noticing what happens to the fig tree, those go uh, 
around the story of when Jesus goes to the temple and cleanses the temple. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so I think very much uh, Mark is connecting the dots here. So yeah. when Jesus is angry at this fig tree, what he's really upset about is the fact that the worship of God in Jerusalem has become corrupt. Right. You know, people are ripping each other off and there's a lack of fruit yeah. that he's seeing in the worship of God in the temple. Yeah, because we the way figs fig trees work, you know, now I, we had to look this up, <laughs> but it had leaves, so it should have had fruit because fruit comes before the leaves, mm -hmm. you know, and so, so it should have had fruit. That's the point that Jesus walks up and sees it and expects fruit, but there's no, there's fruit, no fruit where it should have been fruit, you know, and then you, like you said, you go into the temple cleansing and the temple cleansing, he walks in and he's like, why have you turned the, the house of prayer into this other thing you guys have going on where you're ripping people off and the buying and selling of sacrifices and all this other stuff, you know, so there's no fruit in that, yeah. you know, and so I think that's where we're really kind of uh, driving in here is there should have been fruit on this tree, you know, and there's not, there should have been prayer and worship in the temple and there's not, you know, and, and so, um, so, so think about a little bit more on the ex explanation when you get in verses 20 uh, through 22, that's where he says, have faith in God. Like that's, that's the point, you know, and then he goes through and just kind of a little bit of, here's what faith looks like. Verse 23, truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, does not doubt in his heart, but believes when he says it will come to pass you know, be done for him. And so he's just saying, here's kind of faith in action. Like you guys have to have some faith in action. So the fig tree is really rejection of fruitless worshipers. Yeah. Just as the temple cleansing is rejection of Israel's worship, you know, so. Yeah, totally. It's, uh, it's kind of the, 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 the imagery that he uses is, is, is really kind of a glaring indictment, right? You know, because there there is this this history in the prophets of of the because usually it's not you don't have stories in the prophets about fruitful fig trees. Yeah, you have all of these stories about fruit tree about fig trees that don't bear fruit. Yeah, and you know, and it's something that God's people get called out for over and over again in in, in the prophets, and and Jesus is really kind of tapping into that, and he's like, look, you yeah. know. And the, the, but the thing I think that is, that's different is Jesus is saying, okay, you're bearing no fruit. Mm -hmm. You're never going to bear fruit again. Mm -hmm. Like you're done. Right. You know, and, yeah. and one of the things that, that you're realizing as, um, as you're looking at, at when Jesus goes to Jerusalem, uh, you're less than a generation away from when, um, that temple's going to be gone. Yeah. You know, because, you know, and, you know, Jesus is living, you know, in kind of ministering in like the 30s A.D., yeah. 70 A.D., the Romans come in and, and enough is enough and it's mm -hmm. all, and everything's gone. And so Jesus is really there kind of at the tail end of um, of a temple that has stood for um, over 500 years. Yeah. You know, it's ever since God's people came back from captivity um, and they've they've been worshiping and sacrificing on this mountain. And, and Jesus is kind of saying like, like time's up, mm -hmm. like we're done. Yeah. Like, and, and part of that's because God is doing a new thing, right. you know, where, where we are going to be God's temple, yeah. you know, as when, when, 
and when believers in Christ receive the Holy Spirit, you know, so that's, um, there's no longer going to be, an, you know, when, when Jesus goes to the cross, the, the temple is going to be torn in two, or the, 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 the curtain mm-hmm. is going to be torn in two. Um, and so you really are seeing like a major shift in what's happening in redemptive history. But yeah. it is, it's not like, it, it, it's when he says, it's not like, you know, you're not bearing fruit. When I come back next year, I need to see some fruit. Yeah. Jesus is like, you're done. Yeah. Yeah. You should have borne fruit. Yeah. Because James tells us, in, you know, in, in his letter that faith without works, it's it's dead. Yep. You know, and so um, so let's just say uh, it's breakfast time, you know, and I've got my Dr. Pepper Zero and my cherry Pop-Tart because it's what I eat for breakfast some mornings. <laughs> You've got your cold brew. That's right. Uh, and and you, you open up the Bible and you got your Bible reading plan. And that was your passage for today. You know, the, the le- Mark chapter 11, the the passage of the fig tree, you've read it and you kind of go, huh? Like, how would we, how would we help people understand? How do you apply this passage in just kind of everyday living? Well, I think, I think in order to apply this, I think you have to do what we just did. Right. And you have to do that little bit of work of looking at the context. Mm-hmm. And you really need to figure out that this story about the fig tree is connected to uh, what Jesus saw when he went to the temple. Right. Once we do that and we can kind of be on the same page, then we can talk about yeah. what it means to bear fruit. Sure. You know, and so yeah. of course, uh, going into the new Testament, when I'm thinking about fruit, I'm thinking about Galatians. I'm mm-hmm. thinking about the fruit of the spirit, Yep. you know, and what does it look like to be a believer in Christ? Well, well, to be a believer in Christ, you want to, um, you want to be bearing these qualities. Yeah you know, love, joy, peace, patience, et cetera. Right. Mean, that's what you want to see in your life. Yeah. And if, if you feel like you're not seeing that, those are things that you want to work on. Right. You know, how right. do I be more loving? How do I be more patient? How yeah. do I, you know, how do I exercise kindness? Mm-hmm. You know, because I think those are things that are going to flow out from the Holy Spirit in yeah. our lives, but they're also things I think we can work on. Right. You know, we right. can, you know, I, I know we always say don't pray for patience because God's going to bring it to you and that, and that means it's going to be hard stuff, but it is something that we can work on. It's a fruit of the spirit. It's a fruit of the spirit. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, so, so we want to be fruitful people yeah. and not fruitless people. Yeah. And that's good. And I think always setting the context is the, is the main point because context is always king in application. Uh, so a good study Bible helps people do that. Um, you know, there's some free websites out there, biblehub.com, Blue Letter Bible. Um, I like the website Got Questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's .org, you know, so like just even prepping for this real quick, I was, hey, what, what's going on on the fig tree? Yep. They're nice, good, concise articles that give you a lot of scripture backing. You know, so you want to take time in that and then begin to think about those questions. And, and like I was thinking, you know, Galatians 5, what, what, is, what am I seeing coming out? Uh, what am I not seeing coming out? And, and I need to pray about that because that's the whole point of this is you should be bearing fruit as a Christian. Right. And, and if there's no fruit, then you need to see if you really belong to, to Christ and, and make that first and foremost adjustment. Uh, because the people of Israel, where Jesus was centering in on this, he's like, you guys aren't bearing fruit. You should have been, you know, and, right. and, and you don't want that to be too, too late. So The good news, I think, about our relationship with Christ 
as opposed to what we're seeing in this passage is. Again, Jesus is coming up to this fig tree and, and really, again, the fig tree is kind of an object lesson right. for what's going on with the temple. And, yep. and the temple is, is at the end of its lifetime. Right. You know, a, a, a temple that stood for 500 years and before that, there was another temple that stood for another 500 years. Yep. So, so God's people have been worshiping on this mountain for a thousand years and it's about to be done. Yeah. The good news is that because of Jesus, because of grace, because of forgiveness, we're never done. Right, right. You know? Yeah. And so if you see if you're seeing an area in your life that's fruitless, like you can pray about that, you yeah. can work on that, you can yeah. have a conversation with the Lord about that. Right. And, and, and that that process of what we call sanctification, mm-hmm. that part of, of that that part of our salvation that's that's an ongoing process as we try and conform ourselves more and more like Jesus yeah. is something that we continue to work on for the rest of our life. Yeah, so good. if you're seeing something in your life, you're like, this isn't right. This needs to get fixed. This needs to change. You've got an opportunity to do that. Right. So I think that's a good point to end. And so I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us in Mark chapter 11 today. Uh, next time together, we're going to be in Mark chapter 13 discussing the abomination of desolation. And so that that's going to be a fun one for sure. <laughs> in the meantime, we'd love to see you in person at one of our worship services at 9 a.m. or 1030 a.m. You can also worship with us online on our Facebook page and Heights YouTube page at the same time. You can also find out more about our church at heightschurch.org. And so until we see each other again, I hope uh, you just have a wonderful week and God bless.